Welcome to the PolySense Podcast, where we make sense of politics. I'm your host, Avi. And I'm AJ. And today we are having our United States Election Night special. We are obviously a couple hours away from Election Day. Um, we By this time, tomorrow night, the polls will probably begin to close in certain states. And uh, we will have some ballots beginning to be counted. However, this is not going to be like any other Election Day. Uh, there might be... No winner declared tomorrow night, if I'm right. And I think that, um, you know, we have a, a very close election here that we're going to be observing and that we'll be looking at. And so tonight, what we hope to do is to discuss a little bit of the implications leading up to this election, what we can maybe expect on election night and the types of states and the types of results we might be um, we might be able to see. So, AJ, why don't you start us off? We are obviously looking at battleground states this episode. Yes. So actually, before we do that, I know there's been a lot of people on TV that maybe our listeners have heard. They've heard this concept maybe about the Red Mirage. So let's actually explain that to them so you can actually do it. So this was actually a concept. I don't know if if some of our listeners might remember. I had actually discussed this a couple of episodes ago. But um, basically with the Red Mirage, the red is the color of the Republican Party red, while the Democrats are blue. The Red Mirage is this concept that on election night, the Republicans, in this case Donald Trump, will actually be predicted to win or projected to win because of in-person votes. Because a lot of Donald Trump supporters and Republican supporters are believed to come out in person. Whereas whereas the mail-in votes, which have been at a historic lot high, I believe it's been close to over 100 million votes have already been no, casted. No, 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 90 million. 90 million, so yeah. almost 100 million, have been casted, um, have, uh, sorry, by mail-in ballots. Those are expected to be more so on the Democratic side. So what the red mirage is that Donald Trump might actually be winning in certain states on election night. Or perceived but three, to be winning. But yeah, but three, four, five days after, as the mail-in ballots begin to be counted, Joe Biden and the Democrats' margin of victory might increase. And therefore, it's called a mirage because it's not sustainable. Now, what might happen, and this is just uh, there's no this is just a prediction, I guess, or one possibility, is that Donald Trump on Tuesday, tomorrow night, might declare victory if he thinks he has a wide enough lead. And then three, four days later, as the mail-in ballots begin to get counted and those votes begin to change and the Democrats start begin to win, Donald Trump then might call cry foul and say that this is fraud and then force it to the courts. And now, I, you know what? I will say that in my experience in, in politics, I would not be surprised if his strategy is to force it to the courts because he has appointed more um, you know, appellant courts, I believe, or district courts, judges than any other, one-third of, of the judges that he's appointed. And at the Supreme Court, he's got a 6-3 majority. So at, as of right now, if the Supreme Court was to vote based off political lines um, for the results of the election, it would most likely be the, the Republicans who would end up winning. And just adding on to that very quickly, uh, one thing I wanted to say is that regardless of this election result, I strongly believe that the loser of this election will challenge this and will uh, put this forward into the courts. Because I think that either if Biden wins, then Trump will push the courts and asking, is it okay to be counting ballots after Election Day? And if people are casting their votes on Election Day, but mailing them in and they're received after Election Day, I think he will ask if that is allowed or not. And he will fight down the courts. But I think that if Biden loses, he might ask again in Harris County, for example, in Texas. That, oh, with the, uh, voter, the voter suppression. Yeah, with right. over, I believe, 120,000, maybe 122,000 ballots might potentially be disputed. We already saw Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, he discussed how Wisconsin, they have to vote prior to the election that any ballots 
that are casted on election day have to be received by election night. So we know that this election, especially with ballots, there will be a dispute. And much like what happened in Bush versus Gore in 2000, which went to the courts, I think this might happen across a few states. Right, right. Yeah, but, so, I yeah. Mean, like I said, you know what? I think that the, the mail-in ballots are what's going to change the results of this election. I think Tuesday night, unless there's a complete landslide, I think it'd be very, very difficult to project a winner on Tuesday night. And like we said, this might go to the courts. And um, that's a whole nother battle and it's in and of itself at that point. And uh, we might have to do a couple episodes about that, depending on what happens tomorrow night. That's right. Um, but, you know, AJ, before we, um, you know, sorry, moving on from this part of it. Yep. Um, we are going to obviously be looking at battleground states. And so for those who don't know, battleground states are essentially states that are toss ups or swing votes in every presidential election. Just like elections around the world, there are certain states or certain seats or certain areas which tend to favor one party over another. So, for example, California, everyone knows that it'll be the Democratic Party who wins That's California. That's right. Yeah. New York will be the Democratic Party. Kentucky, it's most likely going to be the Republican Party. West Al- Virginia. Alabama there you go. will most likely be the Republican Party. These aren't these aren't states that you've got to predict. These are states that any one of us could predict because we, we already know. We could, you know, we could um, you know, name every single one of them right now. The battleground states are the ones where... They're called purple states, so they're neither red nor blue. They can flip and they can turn either way. And so in this case, in this election, it's going to obviously consider states such as Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Arizona, which used to be Republican, but is surprisingly a toss-up, and we'll talk about that later today. Michigan, Wisconsin, which many people have heard of, especially with the Hillary Clinton uh, election in 2016. Ohio, Florida, Texas, Georgia, which is usually not a toss-up. South Carolina and Iowa. So we're going to get to these. Um, AJ, why don't you start us off? What do you think is going to happen in Pennsylvania? Well, I think based on what we've seen today and over the last few days, I believe it was last Friday now, Trump had four rallies, sorry, I believe it was four, three or four rallies in Pennsylvania in one day. Right. So one of the things with the Trump campaign right now is where Hillary was in 2016 with Pennsylvania, which she ultimately lost. I think Trump is in the same position and he hit the panic button for him. In my opinion, that is the most important state for him to have to hold on to. If, and I can guarantee this, if he loses Pennsylvania, he has no chance of winning the presidency. It's all going to come down to Pennsylvania. Yeah, because North Carolina is more of a solid support for him than Pennsylvania is, meaning it would be harder for Biden to win North Carolina. So if Biden wins Pennsylvania... There's a chance he could win North Carolina, but if Biden does win North Carolina, for sure he will have won Pennsylvania, and he would win the presidency. So with Pennsylvania, it is the most important state for Donald Trump. We know that he spent a lot of time there this week, and over the past few days, he's had Mike Harris go, uh, sorry, Mike Pence go there for him. He's had a lot of other surrogates go there for him as well. So it is a very important state now, for you- him. Joe Biden is also fighting for Pennsylvania. He's obviously from Pennsylvania originally, yes. Scranton, Pennsylvania. He did a surprise rally with Lady Gaga today. He did. He's been in Pennsylvania. Um, Com- Senator Kamala Harris has been in Pennsylvania. That's right. Both Joe Biden's wife and Senator Kamala Harris's husband have been in Pennsylvania. Yep. Uh, Barack Obama was in Philadelphia the other night. They've been campaigning in and out of Pittsburgh. So, you know, Harrisburg, there's a lot of these rallies that are going on. So I think that... I think Pennsylvania, as we know, is a swing district. That's why we're talking about it. And that's why it's considered a state that might, it might actually decide the presidency. But I think Donald Trump's campaign, the Republicans are hitting the panic button. I think what the Democrats are trying, they're trying to not do a repeat of what happened in 2016. Because the only time that people remember Hillary Clinton being in Pennsylvania was the night before 
where she did a speech with Hillary Clinton, Michelle Obama, Barack Obama, Joe Biden, Jill Biden. That would all happen the night before, and at that point, it was too late, right? The damage was done. And th- at that that rally as well in Philadelphia, the one you're referring to, was 12 a.m. in the morning. I so technically me. on election day. Yeah. So, Again, it was a makeshift rally that was last minute. She just had so to So to all to... the people that are listening, it's Pennsylvania, 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 yeah. Pennsylvania. Now, on the other end, if Joe Biden wins Florida, this election's finished. That's right. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about Florida now. Florida, everyone knows about Florida from Bush versus Gore. Everyone knows that Florida, people say, especially if you're a Republican, you because of how different states have different points for the Electoral College, Florida is very important for the Republican Party. But if, if Joe Biden can flip Florida, then regardless of which way Pennsylvania falls, uh, the Democrats are going to win this election. Now, the caveat here is that Joe Biden is having a bit of challenges with the Latino population and the Latino demographic in Florida. In general, throughout the United States, in Arizona, in Texas, the reason which makes Democrats competitive is the Latino, African-Americans, but Latinos are also Ethnic supporting voters, them. Yeah. But in this case, Joe Biden has been having a little bit of trouble with Latinos. And it's not because of him, actually. It's the Democratic Party that's been having issues with Latinos for, for, for one reason, which extends into a second component. One is there have been a huge lot of, there has been a lot of immigrants, and I guess the, the Latino diaspora now, which has come from Cuba, which obviously, you know, had to flee a socialist, uh, you know, communist regime. And then by having Republicans claim that the Bernie Sanders and the left wing of the Democratic Party is socialist and they're going to bring you back, there's that fear. So Latinos in Florida are a little bit different from the Latinos across the U.S., whereas they're actually fearful of the Democratic Party. And therefore, they tend to vote a little bit more on the Republican. Now, they, most of the time, they tend to vote more moderate Republican, like the Marco Rubio's, the Jeb Bush. But in this case, there's no moderates, either Donald Trump or it's gonna, or you vote for Joe Biden. So in this case, Trump's support has gone up. Now, on the other hand, Joe Biden has been doing well among seniors. And seniors, right, a lot of people know Florida because it's, as for its retirement communities, it has one of the oldest populations in terms of states in the United States. And so Joe Biden, even in a place called the Villages, which was actually Trump support in 2016, Joe Biden has been doing well. So if in Florida, it's going to be very interesting. So Florida might be the Pennsylvania to Donald Trump in this case. That's right. And the other thing is with the senior vote, they usually tend to go Republican. But because Joe Biden is doing so well with them this time yeah, around. You might be able to compensate yeah. for the fact that he's not doing as well with Latino yeah. population. Yeah, and with 2016, the the vote difference in Florida was about 100,000 votes. Yeah. Where if you look at the, the big cities, Tampa, Naples... Orlando, Miami, Jacksonville, Pensacola to extent, Tallahassee. These are areas where if Joe Biden can push support out, I think that he can very easily flip it. But again, it's it's very it's much easier said than done in right. this case. And so now since we're in the South, we might as well move on to South Carolina. South Carolina is also looking competitive, and South Carolina is competitive for two reasons. One is Joe Biden did very well with African-American voters during the primary. He had more votes than Barack Obama had in 2008 in the primary. And that again, I think that's that's mentioned to be repeated one more time. It's worth mentioning. Yeah. Joe Biden in the primary had more voters than Barack Obama had in 2008. Now, the other reason that Joe Biden might do is doing well in South Carolina is because he, he had the support of Congressman Jim Clyburn, who is a hero and a huge figure yes. in South Carolina politics, and the Senate race. So, you know, everyone, you know, some of the people who are listening might forget that there's not just a presidential race going on. There's the House of Representatives. So whether Nancy Pelosi is going to be speaker or not, 
will be decided tomorrow night. Whether the Senate will be in Republican control, whether it's Mitch McConnell or whether Chuck Schumer will become the new majority leader, will be also figured out tomorrow night or throughout this election. So in South Carolina, the famous senator there is Lindsey Graham, who's been there for, for decades. But he's in a, he's probably in the tightest race, I would say, of his This of is his the career. most unpopular he's been. And this um, is the tightest race he's ever had. Yes. Right? And so he's running against Jamie Harrison. Yes. Jamie Harrison not only is just, he is just ripping it when it comes to raising money and fundraising, but he is up in the polls. I think the last poll I checked, I don't know which one you've seen, I think he was up by two points. It was like he's up by 2% right now. So that is also going to help bring in a lot of voters because people all vote on the, on the same ballot you vote for. The president, you vote for the senator, you vote for the congressman. And so that is getting very competitive. What do you have to say about South Carolina? One of the things that I would say with South Carolina is in the primary, when Joe Biden was not doing too good initially off the start, they said maybe he might be done. This was the state that revived his campaign. Yeah, and, and especially what, African-American voters. Yes. And, and, and it, women, African-American yes. women voters. And especially because, again, as you mentioned, Jim Clyburn, his endorsement, he had done very well among African-American voters in yep. Georgia. And some people have been saying that Georgia will be much easier sorry, to... Sorry, South Carolina, you mean? Sorry, yeah, South Carolina will be much easier to to win. But I think that... I still think Trump will win South Carolina. I don't think that there is enough of a path for Joe Biden to win in South Carolina just because, again, it is predominantly a red state. But because the the polls are very close this year, there is a potential for that. If he does have a very big night, Joe Biden. And Kamala Harris might be able to just take him over the edge on that. That is. And and, yeah. and the biggest thing is, again, it goes back to down-ballot voting. When yeah. you vote for your senator, your, your local and representative. And you in this case... For South Carolina, there's two things going for them. One is the unpopularity of Donald Trump, if it how how strong it is in South Carolina. Second is the unpopularity of Lindsey Graham. So those two factors might just drive up yeah. voters. And now moving up north from South to North Carolina, is is there's obviously a, a Senate race that's been going on over there. And so what do you want? Oh, sorry, no. I think before we go to North Carolina, you had one more point. There's about one South other Carolina. thing. If Jamie Harrison wins the Senate, the Senate seat. seat, he will make history by being the only state to have two black senators elected right. to, to the Senate at because the same time. Because currently they have one Republican senator. Yeah. Well, they have two Republican senators. One is Lindsey Graham. One is Tim Scott. Yeah. Who's African-American. And so if Jamie Harrison was the one. They'd have two senators from two different parties, both African-Americans. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so now I'm going back to North Carolina. North Carolina is also a bit of a toss-up as well. Yeah. Now, first of all, do you think North... If... Okay. Who do you think would win North Carolina? And, or who do you think... Or out of Biden and Trump... Right. Who has an easier chance of winning North Carolina this time around? Trump has the easier path to winning North Carolina. And easier than South Carolina? Not easier than South. South Carolina is easier for him. It is solidly Republican. Okay. So but North, North Carolina, Carolina, it once in a while does flip. Right. The biggest areas to look at would be Raleigh and Charlotte, Greensboro as well. Those are important areas to look at for Joe Biden, how he's doing on election night. And as I mentioned earlier, if Joe Biden wins North Carolina... He's won the presidency because that means he would have won Pennsylvania. Most likely. Yeah. So usually Pennsylvania and North Carolina tend to vote the same? They tend to vote the same, but North Carolina is more Republican than Pennsylvania. Okay. And if Joe Biden has won North Carolina, he will win Pennsylvania right. with ease. Or at least that's what conventional wisdom up well, until yeah. pre-2016 used to The problem with this election is there's so many more toss-up states yep. because the election is closed. And I want to just emphasize this one aspect. 
this election is not close because of a polling error because the polls are saying they're close. It's truly this close because this time around, a lot of the polls, they've taken into account how much support Trump had had has had from 2016 and the shy Trump supporters that would still come out and vote now. So that is something to understand that this this election is not about a polling error. Right. And actually, speaking of close polls, another state that's very close. I know some of our listeners are probably wondering, but we'll we'll give a re re summary. We'll give a summary of what the what the states are again at the end. But Georgia, which usually tends to be solidly Republican, yes, is now considered a toss up. It's projected that Joe Biden might win Georgia. Now Georgia. Most of the votes are going to probably have to come from Atlanta and the suburbs around there. Savannah as well, and yeah. Savannah, Georgia, as well as the second point I was going to get to. But in general, uh, what do you what do you feel about Georgia? So a lot of pundits are saying that Joe Biden would have an easier path to win Georgia as opposed to Florida, especially because of the Latino vote being solidly Republican in twenty twenty in Florida. Yeah. But because, again, there's a there's a, a, a large ethnic group of voters in Georgia, they will come out and vote for the Democrats at this time. Again, there's a hotly contested Senate race over there as well. Right. And now you gotta remember, for listeners, it's not just um, ethnic voters. Like, Joe Biden is doing well among college-educated white women. Yep. He's doing well against... So, uh, um, within the block of suburban women as well yes so he has he has a he has a huge coalition of support he, he's not relying solely upon one no. voter block but he's counting on all these voting blocks to take him over yes. the top to, to give him so he's competitive with trump one-on-one he needs the support of all these groups in order to help him win especially and get the in, majority especially, especially in his close states yeah in and the, republican states and republican leaning states, states yeah in, especially in the south right yeah. so now now that we're in the south well we'll still we'll get to this before we move our way up a little bit texas Texas, I I think in my entire lifetime, Texas has always been known as the Republican bastion. I mean, That's the both, heart. Yeah. Both, both President Bush's, right, had come from Texas. Yes. Um, Rick Perry, who's, a, who's the energy secretary, used to be the governor of Texas. Yes. The current governor of Texas is probably going to be there for as long as he wants to be there, Greg Abbott. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abbott. Yep. So, you know, I think the only time people paid attention to Texas was because of Beto O'Rourke when he ran yeah. for Senate. He came really close to beating Ted Cruz, but Ted Cruz ultimately won that election. What is with Texas this time around? Is it the changing demographic? Is it just, is it their voter apathy? Is it the fact that there's an anti-Republican wave going on? One of the things with Texas is a lot of people has have said over the years that the demographics have changed quite a bit. They have quite a few bit, bit, uh, large cities. Yeah. You've got Houston, you've got Dallas, Austin, San Antonio, El Paso. Yeah. So a lot of people are saying that there is a, a large it, again, it's just growing and growing and growing. Yeah, people, people are saying people that it's over turning, every year. There's new voters yeah. becoming, right? And people, people are saying, old, they can vote. yeah, people are saying it's actually been overdue for Texas to turn blue. Right. But one of the other things that we do need to take into account, unfortunately, is voter suppression. Yeah. Again, as I mentioned with Harris, uh, Harris County, which uh, Houston is located in, over 120,000 ballots might potentially be disputed. And not just that, Houston is a population. Is a is a multi million population city. Yes, and what they did was they have a hundred counties. They put one voting station per county in the in the advance polls, yeah. and therefore people had to drive two hundred kilometers just to go vote, which was almost a two and a half hour drive for some people to go vote into the local polling station. Now, people who don't have access to cars, people who don't have the means to be t- able to take time off work, as they say, there's no buses that run that far. Nope. That 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 itself. So before we even get to the court case, that itself was a form of voter suppression. Yeah. And so you know what? I would feel comfortable to say that 
had there not been any of this voter suppression going on, had this just been a fair and square election in Texas, Democrats probably have a chance of oh, winning yeah. this, yeah. right? And this again, this isn't because we're we're asking we're advocating for one party over another. We're telling this is what it, this is what the demographics tell us. This is what the votes tell us, right? Yes. There's a reason, right? There's a reason that the Republican Party is doing voter suppression efforts because they know that if they have high turnout. Yeah. In places like Texas, they're done, right? Yeah. They're, so they're, they're bringing in voter suppression. They're trying to prevent people from voting. They're trying to make it harder for people to vote, or they're trying to get people's names off the voter register rolls. And what that means is in certain countries, like in Canada, you can vote at on election day. In the U.S., you have to be registered one month, two months, three months before. And if your name is on the list, you cannot get a ballot on election day. And sometimes even when you're registering to vote, they, they there's take issues off. at that there's time too. Yeah. Yeah. And this is what people like John Lewis used to fight for. This is what yes. people like Jim Clyburn are talking about. This is when they talk about Dr. Martin Luther King and the, and the right to vote. This is exactly what they're referring to. Yeah. Now, moving up a little bit to the West. We Sorry, were we done with Texas? Or no, we... there's a few things I want to say very quickly. Yeah. As we just mentioned in the previous day, North Carolina and with Texas as well, these are other states where close Senate races are also an issue. Now, in Texas, I don't think the senator no, will John, lose. John Cornyn is fairly popular. He is fairly popular, but again, yeah. he is getting a little bit of a run for his or, money Or this if he's time. not popular, he's not as unpopular as Ted Cruz was. Yeah, but even then, he is more popular of a senator, but still, it's a bit of a close yeah, race. He's a senior Republican. Yeah, pretty well anyways, known. we can move on. So moving on, and I know we keep dropping states, so let's try to stick to one state at a time. Uh, we're going up to Arizona. Arizona was obviously the state of John McCain. Now, Arizona, which most people would have expected to also be Republican, solidly Republican at one time, yes. is shifting. Two reasons. One is, and I've been paying personal attention to this, you know that I love space and NASA, right? I absolutely <laughs> huge yeah. fan. And so the the Democratic senator who's running there is Mark Kelly. Now, I think most listeners probably know who Mark Kelly is by now, but if they don't, he was an astronaut for NASA. He's a twin brother, Scott Kelly. Who made or who set the record for spending almost a year in space? He has spent more time in space than any other American ever. And Mark Kelly's wife was Congresswoman Gabby Giffords, who at one time, this was probably 2010, I believe it was. It was it 2010 or 12, where um, she had actually got shot um, when she was out. She was at a public event as a Congresswoman. 2010, 2011, I, I, I believe, believe so. Yeah, and she had gotten shot. And so Mark Kelly and her his wife have been advocates for for gun control. And so Mark Kelly is making this competitive, and he's going up against Martha McSally. And why don't you shed some light on that? So Martha McSally, uh, if you are a Democratic supporter, you are happy because she had a close Senate race the last time when she got appointed once John McCain had passed away, and she lost that seat. And now she got appointed again since Jeff Flake had retired from the Senate. And now this time around, so as she's, she's so she's been appointed for two different both seats in in Arizona. Yeah, but she's never been elected to either one of them. No, she's, she's never been, been elected. Hand picked by the governor. Yeah, and so the first time she ran for for Senate in an actual contested election, she lost. And now this time around, she is very likely to you right. uh, to and lose. That comes under two reasons again. One is the popularity of Mark Kelly. One is the unpopularity of Donald Trump. Yeah. Third again is the shifting demographics. Yeah. Of Arizona, and I think that Arizona actually has. A larger demographic that's shifting as opposed to Texas and in the last election Hillary Clinton was very close to winning Arizona right two of the biggest counties to look at and I think with the biggest demographic changes since 2016 is Maricopa County mm -hmm. and Yuma County in Maricopa County I believe Hillary Clinton lost by 40,000 votes and in Yuma County, she only lost by a thousand votes. Right now, in both of those counties, if Joe Biden can have a big turnout this time around, and he is expected to, I personally believe, and I am going on the record to say, regardless of if Donald Trump wins the presidency tomorrow 
or if Joe Biden wins the presidency tomorrow, Joe Biden will win Arizona no matter what. You think you're, yes. you're solid on that? Yes. Okay. And would you say, I I would go on a limb here and say that I think, now, as long as there's no voter suppression or anything like that, Hank yeah. I would say that Mark Kelly will be the next senator from Arizona as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Now, moving up, let's go to... Do you want to stay? Do you want to go down to? Should we just go back to the Rust Belt, or should we go down? To, let's go to the Rust Belt. I okay. think it's Actually, important you know to what? discuss. Here, let, yeah. Let's go this first. Michigan. Michigan's been in the news a lot. Okay. Coronavirus. Yep. They have a super popular governor. Yes. Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Yeah. She. I mean, unfortunately, there was those um, the right wing militia who, who tried to kidnap her. Yes. But in general, Michigan. Look, these are the states that matter: Ohio, Pennsylvania. Michigan, Wisconsin. Those are when everyone talks about Hillary Clinton. Those were the states that they lost, right? Yes. So Michigan, it's a tight race. What do you What do you feel like about that? I think Joe Biden has it this time around. Right. Again, Hillary Clinton in 2016. One of the things that's important to also look at in this election, another reason that it's close, is Donald Trump is unpopular. When he ran in 2016, I believe that was him when he was at his most popular. Yeah. But also Hillary Clinton was the least popular she had ever been in her political right, career. The whole emails. The whole email scandal. Stuff, Again, yeah. just we'll get get that get to that in another episode one day, yeah. right? Well, yeah. Her favorables were, were yeah. really high. But though. and again, Michigan was one of those close states in the Rust in the Rust Belt that Donald Trump flipped, which was very unexpected, shocking right. so the polls. So you're saying that at that time, that was when its Republican candidate was the most popular. And the Democratic candidate was most unpopular. Yeah, and so now you're saying it's shifted. Yes, it's, it's been it's recipro- or it's been shifted now. Yeah, so I think that the Democrats have the edge. This is one of those states where I believe Joe Biden will carry, mm-hmm. and if Donald Trump ends up winning, this is one of the states that he will definitely need to rely on for him to win. But again, this is very, very, very likely for for Joe Biden to win. Okay, and not too far from there is Wisconsin. Yes. Wisconsin, mm-hmm. I think at that time, came down to 70,000 votes, I believe. 70,000 votes total between Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. Oh. Between okay. all three. So it was even closer in Wisconsin. Yes, yes. So now what do you think about Wisconsin? Wisconsin, there was only a difference of 10,000 votes. And what do you think is going to happen this time? Wisconsin, this time as well, even more so than Michigan, Biden will secure this vote. Okay. Now, Ohio. This is one where I think people might be surprised. Because yes. I, including myself, I thought... That the Democratic strategy was if they have Joe Biden as a candidate, yeah, he will help them win Michigan. He will help them win Wisconsin. He would help out with Pennsylvania. And I thought, Ohio, right? John Kasich, former governor of Ohio. He's a Republican. He's endorsing the yes. Democratic candidate, yes. Joe Biden. Spoke at the DNC. Spoke at the DNC. Now, what's happening, though? What's the surprising twist in Ohio right now? The surprising twist is Trump's popularity. In Ohio. In Ohio. So he's unpopular maybe in Pennsylvania. He's unpopular in Michigan. He's unpopular in Wisconsin. Yeah. But in Ohio. So even if he is not able to flip the 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 blue curtain, as they call it. The blue wall. The blue wall, sorry. If he's not able to flip the blue wall again in 2020, he will still hold on to Ohio. I'm calling that So now. whether Donald Trump becomes the president or does not become the president. I believe. You think he will still win he Ohio. He will still take Ohio. Okay. Now, we should probably go over a quick summary one more time of of our of the states that we talked about the main states for our listeners to listen to or to pay attention to number one pennsylvania 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 pay attention tomorrow night number two michigan number three wisconsin number four ohio then start paying attention to north carolina and south carolina pay attention to arizona which is leaning blue pay attention to georgia pay attention to texas of course, pay attention to Florida. And one more state that we will talk about very, very briefly is Iowa. 
Now, the one thing I will say about Iowa, Joe Biden does not have the greatest history with Iowa. Iowa voted for Barack Obama in the primary. That's what helped him become the Democratic nominee. Yes. They voted for Obama, I believe, twice when he ran for president. I know in 2008. Eight? Yes. Yep. 2012 against Romney. I, do, I actually don't think he did. Okay. Now, Joe Biden. Him and Iowa don't have the greatest relationship. No. When he was running for the primary... The very first state that votes is Iowa. He when stumbled he running, out of the gate. He, yeah, and that's when people thought he wasn't going to even win the Democratic nomination. Yeah. So, what do you think? I think, again, this is another state where a hotly contested Senate race. Yeah, you between very, Joni Ernst, who's the incumbent. And Teresa Greenfield. So, with there, I think that Joni Ernst will end up holding on. Yeah. But I wouldn't... Again, this is where... By this point in the night, though, if Joe Biden were to win Iowa which I will say he will not win, mm. for sure he would have already won the presidency. Right. So but now... This, again, it was a close race. It is still important to pay attention to it. Right. Because if it is a close race throughout the night and it's close in Iowa, I think this is something that will have a little bit of an effect on Arizona. Mm-hmm. And if again, if Joe Biden is making it very competitive in Iowa, he will carry Arizona. So we still, obviously still have a couple hours left before election night. Um couple of hours things things do change things have changed before in other elections yeah so as of right now pennsylvania wisconsin michigan ohio pay attention to them pay attention to arizona ultimately what do you think donald trump or joe biden who's who do you think is going to make this election uh, who's think is going to win this election this time around i've got joe biden winning this election okay and and what i will do is before the end of tonight so before the end of november 2nd I will post on our Instagram account at PolysensePod the graphic for what I think the state, each and every single state between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, which will go blue so is, and which will go red. Sta- this is the graphic that you yourself picked. Like yes, I've picked. Yeah. And I've looked at myself trying to look at polls, trying to see what will happen in each of the states. But what I will also do is in the odd chance that Trump does win, but I am calling it that Joe Biden will win. I will show what states I believe that Trump would end up winning in order for him to win the presidency. Now, I will also go on and say this. I think the House of Representatives will remain in Democratic control. I think Nancy Pelosi will still be speaker. Yes. Senate. That. I think I think the Democrats have a better chance of winning the White House than they do the Senate. Senate, I think the Senate is going to still remain in Republican control. I would go so far as to say I think the Senate, unless there's a huge surprise, right? And people are wrong. I think, and again, we're not, we don't do this, Paul, we don't do this podcast to do predictions. This is the very first time we've done this. Yeah. We just do it f- to provide analysis. This is just the one time because it's the night before election That's night. right. Um, I do think that um, that the Senate will still remain probably in Republican control. I think so as well. The only way it can really go towards the Democrats or they can sort of win them, right? if they get 49 senators minimum by the end of the night, because they will have uh, two independents who are sitting there and Again, that will break the tie if they can get one of the independents to vote with them once in a well, while. Well, both the independents as of right now do vote with them, right? Yeah. And, yeah, so... So even if they Angus need just King one, and right? Yeah and, yeah, and even again with 49, at least with a minimum, if it ever if one of them decided to not vote with there's them or abstain, there's yeah. a tiebreaker to go to the vice president if they won the White House. Obviously, it would favor the Democrats. Yeah. So that's what it is. Like we said, one more time, pay attention to Pennsylvania, pay attention to Michigan, pay attention to Wisconsin. Pay attention to Ohio. Pay attention to South Carolina. And pay attention to Arizona. Because yes. you'd be surprised. 
Colorado, we were going to talk about it, but Colorado has been leaning more and more Democratic, so I don't think it's considered a battleground. It's a non-issue. No. For the Democrats, but, it's a non-issue. But the blue wall, the blue wall that Trump had shattered, yeah. Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio, pay attention to that. Let's see if that, if that blue wall rebuilds itself, Joe Biden won the presidency. Or even if the blue wall stays the way it is as of today, if Donald Trump gets the same, he wins the same states he won in 2016, but Joe Biden wins Florida, Elections finished yeah. as well. The, again, Donald Trump is hanging on by a thread right now. He needs, the, as I said, the most important state in this election is Pennsylvania. The second most important uh, state is going to be North Carolina. Yep. And now it, full, discla- full disclaimer here. This only works. This is not factoring in the voter suppression and no, any other type of no. court challenges that will go on because that is beyond anyone's prediction. If everything was even keel. This is, this is a fair election. Yeah. If the election was fair and square, this is how it would go. Now, there, as we know, there have been certain challenges on, in certain states, but hopefully they'll figure that out. Thank you to everyone who's been joining us. As AJ had said, he will put his predictions up on our Instagram. Our handle is at polysensepod, P-O-L-I, sense of making sense, S-E-N-S-E, pod, P-O-D, on our Instagram. And as we always say, please feel free to reach out to us. Please email us, DM us if you have any advice. If there's anything you'd like us to talk about, or if you have any suggestions going forward, I have nothing left to say. I just want to say the last thing I'd like to say is to encourage our friends and family and everyone, our neighbors in in the in the United States, please go out and vote, regardless of who you vote for. Please use your democratic right. People, especially in your country as well, have lost their lives to vote. So please vote and please let your voice be heard. I'm signing off. I'm Avi. And I'm AJ. We will see you on the next episode.